Blog Talk Radio. anniversary. Anyway, my friend, I'm going to talk about my friend today. Actually, I'm not going to talk about my friend. I'm going to talk about his cousin in New York City. She's got a daughter in her early 1920s. Hey, I better turn off the music on YouTube. Sorry, everybody. Just one second. Let me let me get rid of that. Uh, Brian, you're you know. losing the... <laughs> Hold on. Just let me go, Jerry. 30 seconds in and you've lost half the crowd, dude. Okay, yeah. Well, there's not such a big crowd to Come lose. Come on, anyway, man. Okay, hold on. My friend's got a, 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 a cousin in New York City. She's got a daughter yes. who's in her early 20s. We're all about okay. it. She's yeah, in her 20s. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. She went for a job interview a few weeks ago in person, face-to-face with two people who were not wearing masks, okay? Now, this young woman, her mother, and her father have all tested positive for COVID-19, Right. Now, I consider that hiring process to be outrageous, okay? I'm mad. Some people don't believe that masks are effective, okay, because uh, regions uh, in which masks are mandatory, like here where I am, we're still supposedly experiencing a surge of uh, COVID cases right now. But after what New York has been through this year, it doesn't. Well, I, doesn't it make sense? Let me ask. Doesn't it make sense just to be on the safe side and conduct your interviews over Zoom? And if you absolutely have to be face-to-face, wear a mask, okay? Maybe this woman needs a job, this young woman. I don't know. But I don't know if I want to go to work for a company uh, that acts like this. In fact, right now you can tell I have to control myself. I'm swearing. I have to control myself from swearing because I'm talking about it on Jerry Animal. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Animal. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I'm going to do uh, a quick thank you for uh, my sponsors, StaffingDebt.com. StaffingDebt.com. If you are an agency recruiter and one of your clients is cheating you, these guys specialize in dealing uh, with recruiters and doing collections for them and all that stuff. Uh, if, uh, and they've also got BackdoorHires.com. Apparently this software can detect uh, when your uh, former clients uh, have hired someone mm. behind your back without paying you. Okay, staffingdebt.com, mm. pcrecruiter.net, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview technology. And finally, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com, the super-duper sourcing tool I'll tell you. More about those things later. Uh, Jerry, somebody remind me to bill these people, okay? 
I'm not doing these ads every yeah, week, yeah, and I hey. never get any money, okay? okay? It's time for a shakedown, animal. You Canadians are too nice. Let's go yeah. beat some people <laughs> up here. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Okay. Where do we have to go? And you know what? We can uh, <laughs> we can uh, wear masks, and no one will know who we are when we do it. Oh, okay. true. Okay, somebody, yeah. we got a guest today that yeah, I'd never heard of, to tell you the truth, before she volunteered for the show. I think she's new on the scene, fairly <laughs> new. Uh, uh, but uh, I was talking to her before the show. It sounds yeah. like she's going to be interesting. Her name is Hannah, H-E-N-N-A, Pryor, P-R-Y-O-R. Okay, her middle name is Merchant, kind of. <laughs> but my maiden name. Hannah yeah. Pryor, and I told her before the show – one of my grandmothers was named Hannah, but we won't get into that right now, okay? I am going to introduce her. This is what she said on one of the Facebook groups. A big po- She's a recruiting coach. She was making Which tons group? of money as a recruiter, okay? Tons. She's gonna, she likes to brag about it, and I copied every, all her bragging down. Okay? Nice. Well, I'll, fact, I'll start with her biggest brag, okay? Here's what she says. I worked 8.30 okay. to 3.30 with a one-hour gym break daily took six weeks of vacation, and billed almost a million dollars in direct hire revenue in 2017. It absolutely can be done, okay? And she says, a big part of the reason I switched out of running a desk full-time and moving into coaching was I hate the way most leaders teach people how to do this business. It makes no sense, and it's ineffective. Have I represented you properly, Hannah? You believe what I just said, right? (laughs) Hell yeah, hell yeah. And can I can I also add, it's not bragging if you've done it. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. so plug your business now. Plug your coaching. Now's your chance. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, okay. No intro. I'll, I'll go right into it. So, you know, one of many people who's probably made this pivot, but after 14 years in the industry and having results that were hard to beat, I decided I wanted to play a bigger game. I could keep, you know, staying in the industry, making the money, but feeling like I had hit a capacity of what I could do or I could play a bigger game. And I went and got executive coach certified. And so half of my business is doing that. But one of the things that became glaringly evident is that no one is teaching folks in staffing the art of written psychology, or in other words, sales messaging. And so what I do now is work with staffing firms largely and internal talent acquisition on dialing up and fixing their sales messaging. Okay, okay. Let me cut you short. Okay, so what you're saying is, this is how you should have started off. I've done 14 years of billing like close to a million dollars a year. Okay, like uh, he's right what he said about me. Uh, Okay, but now I've moved into coaching because and, and recruited recruiters, and my focus is on messaging. That's what you're telling us. Is that right or wrong? So, that's right. That's correct. Mind if I just clarify, just dumb it down a little bit for the audience like me? Sure. So, okay, so there you were plugging away, billing a million dollars a year, and you – decided that you just couldn't stand the way other people were being trained in recruiting. So you abandoned a million dollars a year to go help these poor people who, gosh darn it, they weren't weren't being taught the job the way you thought they should be. That's very noble. Well, thank you. I wouldn't say quite like that. I wouldn't say I abandoned. You know, there's, there's a point when, listen, humbly, how much money does a person need? It wasn't about the money anymore. Let's, I wanted to let other people. a million a year. 
Let's well, that's how much you need. I, yeah. I, that number I don't, just I don't has need such that a sweet ring to it. I don't know. I, yeah. 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 yeah that's, so, so you're a altruistic I, person then. Well, thank you. And and frankly, you know, I was working for a, a $2 billion company, so I don't want to be naive and tell you that had nothing to do with it. There's something very alluring about being in business mm. for myself. So it was time to, to do it my way. And so one of the gotcha. things that happened was, you know, I decided to do this, but do it on my own. Okay, you know, we used to sing at the beginning of the show, and you just said my way. If you want to do it, you know, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I, I, I now feel guilty for – I haven't done my, my vocal exercises this morning, but I'll, I'll let you take the lead if you really want to. Okay, say. well, what's your website before we get into the show? What, what's well, the website? PriorityGroup.com, P R Y O R I T Y. Bad, group. bad. Com. If you're going to say priority, I mean, it's witty that you're using a pun on eh, your name. But, play on you know, words. You'll, you'll like it. Yeah, but you'll, 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 it you'll has learn to be. If it. you go to a party, uh, just I like to give advice, okay? If you go to a party and you say priority group, that's easy to remember. But then the, 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 you've got a funky <laughs> spelling. That's stupid. I'm going to tell you, that's bad messaging. Hey, okay? I'll tell you what, nobody nobody needs to remember my website because there's no other Hannah Priors. They just find me that way. When you have a memorable name, you don't need a memorable website. There, when there's you have something a, a, so a funny. Name that's, that's not there, common. No one can. It's not memorable. Go ahead, Jerry. Were you going to? Sorry, yeah, I told there, you there I was going to criticize you. Go yeah, ahead. There's no, something fine. just so oddly funny about a guy who never leaves his home giving a very successful person <laughs> tips on how to introduce herself at a party. Okay. All right. Well, here's here's something here's something you'll crazy. appreciate, Michael. I've got crazy. my. Recruiting animal. I was going to tell you before the show. My name is Recruiting Animal. You're on this show. Okay, get that straight. (laughs) You got to play the game. I was expecting it. My my other site is going to be RecruitersCopyClinic.com, but it's under development, so I didn't want to give you the one that's not done yet. But that one's easier to remember. Even worse. Yes. Good for you. Okay. Good for you. Okay. Uh, okay, so I didn't realize you're all messaging. So uh, I thought you were giving all kinds of recruiting advice, well, but we're talking about yeah. messaging, right? right? Okay, Mostly. so you've got a yeah. lot to say about the phone and email. And so method of first contact, you say the phone is dead. Is that right? I've never said the phone is dead. I've never used the words the phone is dead. The phone is it. no longer the preferred first step in the sales cycle for most people in America and probably, you know, in Canada, you can tell me, in 2020 and beyond. That is just not how we communicate anymore. Correct. Okay. You said, hold on, hold on. She said smiling and dialing doesn't work anymore. No one Correct. picks up their phone. Okay, that's Correct. what I, I elaborated from. I went to Correct. Correct. Did you that want to say something, That doesn't mean the phone here? is dead. That means getting initial contact and beginning a relationship strictly via Smiling and dialing is dead. Yeah. Okay, so what's the first method of contact? The first method of contact has to be some sort of simultaneous. You know, you can leave a voicemail. I'm not saying that that's the devil, but most people are going to read their email before they listen to their voicemail. Most people are going to read your email and decide whether or not they're going to call you back based on your email. So I don't think it's either or, it's both, but most people spend all this time leaving a great voicemail, and their email says, hey, left you a voicemail. Okay, thanks. Glad, okay. glad to know that. The email is not doing any work, and that's where the emphasis needs to go in 2020 and beyond. 
Anybody want to interrupt now before I continue? Anybody? Lots of people on the line. Anybody want to talk? Okay. So, but you say, so you just said your email is your primary method, but you also say you only take five minutes to write an email. Lots of people say, hey, if I'm going to depend on email, I got to spend a half an hour researching the target and then uh, tell him that I like to eat the same brand of potato chips that he does and all kinds yep. of stuff like that. Okay. What do you say yep. about that stuff? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but you should still be doing that and still taking five minutes. And the reason is a lot of the work that comes into good messaging is done up front. You do this ideal client avatar work and this research and the understanding your prospect work up front so that you can build your own proprietary library of templates that sound like you that then come email time you're just tweaking which takes less than five minutes so correct hold on, hold on, on a second wait let me clarify something are we talking about yeah. business development emails uh or, or recruiting, or recruiting emails. emails and anything in our business all of them okay what's going to go in the yeah. subject line of a business development email uh there's uh-huh. a million things but I'll, I'll tell you what needs to happen in the subject line is First, foremost, and singularly, it needs to make people curious. So they open the damn email and read the rest. So like, what's, what's something like, you like, ought to see Tiger Woods' ex-wife now, or something like that. <laughs> Get, you'll never believe what Marsha Brady's doing now. I mean, stuff like that, like the clickbait. You're being facetious, but That's you're not crazy. You'd open that, you know? Nope. Uh, but yeah. Okay, I, let's say let's I say we put that in. I actually like it. What these you know, people hold on. Do I now. see that. I see that stuff too, and I I think so. It, could you actually put that in the subject line, Hannah, and then put you know give the pictures of what she looks like, but also your recruiting message? Could you do it? Sure. I mean, you you would just want an example. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Example. So, um, in a recent a recent message that I went through with one of my students, we had the subject line as "Dream candidate equals cold lunch." Like what? You know, curiosity, right? What is she talking about? What is this about? And literally when you get into the message, you start talking about, you know, hey, Mr. Client, I literally am letting my lunch go cold because I just met the dream candidate for the profile you told me about last week. Okay, but that email got opened. That email didn't get ignored. That person said, what's this person talking about, right? Or you won't believe what this hiring manager said. The brain wants to know, well, what did they say? No. So Jerry wasn't far from the truth. Jerry wasn't. No, that's what I said. He's being facetious, but he's not crazy. He's, he's on to something there. I'm, I'm on to all kinds of stuff, but I can't really share it with the world for free. Oh, hold on, Jerry. I got a suggestion for you. I'm just you saying. T- no, no. You told us, and you, you, everything I say you told us, you deny, but you place a lot of legacy contractors, and those are middle-aged people. And you say, you, you could put in there, you won't believe the great job this old man is doing. Something like that, right? And then a picture mm. of him at the death. What about something like that? I don't know. Well, you, you, keep, you know your audience. Keep trying, right? animal. Keep trying, but no. If, I, this, no, is a, if no. this is a legacy, you know, different generation person, you're not going to put in there, Carol Baskin did it. Do you agree? You know, they don't, they're not going to resonate with that. You know your audience, but you can still use formulas and patterns mm. around what evokes curiosity. I, I think we all know Carol Baskin did it. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are. My daughter knows. My mother-in-law knows. We all know. Sure. 
But so, the point is, you, you know your yeah, audience. I get you your tailor, point. You tailor the psychology to your audience, but it still works. Okay, yeah. well, you know what? This is a bit different. I mean, lots of people have told us they use email, but no, uh, there was one guy on a few years ago, and he said he researched a, a candidate that no one else could get, and he found out that this guy liked from his blog, Flaming Hot Cheetos, and, and the recruiter liked them too. So he yeah. sent an email, and the, head, the said subject was Flaming Hot Cheetos, and that's what he talked about, and he placed that guy. The guy replied. Of course he did. He of course he did, him. yeah. But nobody else has ever endorsed clearly far-out subject lines, and you are endorsing them. Is that right? Do I understand you correctly? I'm endorsing subject lines that are different. Yeah, far out is is a matter of interpretation. If it's a you know a yeah. certain generation of candidate, they'll appreciate yeah. that. If it's not, they'll you know they'll want something different. Well, but I consider what you, Jerry was saying far out, but I never thought of doing that myself, and I like it. Okay, I mean absolutely. It, I, I mean, I if you want to be like everyone else, if you want to be a sheep, go ahead and put new opportunity in the subject line. But in 2020. Attention is a currency. You need to be able to stop someone dead in their tracks. People are checking their email in a hypnotic state. Do you want them to open your email? You can have the best candidate. You can have the best job order. But if no one's opening your email, guess what? doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Okay, so you don't have to look really respectable like you're a, a lawyer or something like that, right? No, I, no, you still have to be respectable. You do not need to be stiff and robotic. They're two different yeah. things. You don't need to be trashy, animal. <laughs> oh, come on, Jerry. You're talking yeah, about what, Mar- uh, what, what Marsha Brady looks like now. I mean, that's not exactly classy, Jerry. <laughs> come on. Hey, well, I did didn't anybody use, else? I, I didn't send that, dude. Okay. Well, I'm just I would, giving an I would, example. I would after yeah, this conversation. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Yeah, send uh, me money. Yeah. Send me any, 50 bucks. Anybody, that's worth 50 any, bucks, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know what? Hold on a second, uh, Hannah. So you, but you yeah. have a, a copywriting course. You don't just do person-to-person coaching. You actually have a course that people can take. Am I right about that? Correct. Yep, I have a training. You want to tell us how much it costs, or you want to talk money here, or not? I don't care. Yeah, I mean, so it, usually I do it with teams. So it really depends if it's an individual taking it or if it's a team taking it. But my pricing is likely to change for 2021. But right now, for a team up to five people, it's 5,500, which I'm told by Danny Cahill is still way too cheap. So uh-huh. we'll probably go up next year. But Ooh. that's how much it is for a team up to five, and then it changes depending on the size of the team up to that. I've got a team of a thousand people doing it in a few weeks, and I'm putting together a quote for them, which is obviously going to be much more than that. But Animal, I have to go. I have to interject here. I'm I've got to start a new business right now, so I'm I don't know if I can even finish this call. I'm uh, I I just had an idea of how to make a lot of money. Well, just to hold on for a little while food? longer. You usually last half the show, right, okay? Right. So hold on, uh, right. Hannah. Is, is is Danny one of your mentors? Danny is somebody that I cold emailed maybe two months ago. So if you if you don't believe me on you know practicing what I preach, he responded right away. Got on the phone with me, said I love this. He asked me to be on his podcast, and then he took my training program, paid for it, took it. And this is Danny, like the Michael Phelps of staffing. He took my training and has now been telling everyone about it, which has been pretty exciting. Which is why. I'm what was the subject is. line in your email to Danny? Uh, uh, God, I don't, I don't remember. I have to look it up. It was something okay. that I'm was curiosity-inducing. I'm going to say that I saw him speak a couple of times a, a zillion years ago when he didn't have gray hair. And 
he likes pretty girls, okay? I just have to mention, at least that was my impression. He, he, actually, what he used to claim, he, claim, he used to complain about his ex, ex-wife, okay? <laughs> so maybe I'm just yeah. extrapolating uh, incorrectly. Sorry, Danny. I take it back. Maybe I'll no. edit the show. Okay, Listen, I have to his, do an ad. His preferences aside, to... he doesn't endorse many people, so you obviously know there's something there if he endorses something that's not his okay. training. So okay. I'll leave it there. Okay. Okay, I wanna I wanna talk about Honeit H O N E I T dot com. Honeit is online interview technology. You and your candidate call in to the same website. It tapes the call. It transcribes it into a searchable text. It also, if you want, you can it'll record it, video. I mean, it does everything. Uh, if there's an important question, you press a button before you get to that conversation. You talk about it with the candidate. You press a button when that portion of the conversation is over. It creates a little clip you can send to the hiring manager. She can hear the sizzle, the enthusiasm, and all the details of what the uh, – candidate is talking about okay so that's hone it h-o-n-e-i-t dot com okay so that's the same principle that you're creating a message for the hiring manager that works okay our guest today henna says i'm going to quote her she says most recruiters don't know how to maximize conversations and write effective messaging that converts and starts a real dialogue leaders are still teaching the old tricks from 20 years ago, and it's so stale. You don't pull, pull, pull any punches, Hannah, do you? Nope, sure don't. Okay. Why? Why, well, why bother? That, okay, what does that mean, old tricks from 20 years ago that are so stale? What do you, what do you got in mind there? Sure, I'll give you the, the biggest example. The biggest offender is 90% of recruiters and BD professionals start their email with, hi, so-and-so. I'm John Smith from XYZ Staffing Firm. I have four years of experience doing permanent placement for IT, blah, blah, blah. No one cares. No one asked. Nobody wants to know all this stuff about you yet. It's 2020. We are feeling lonelier and disconnected more than ever. They want to know what's in it for them. Why are we blathering on about our credentials and our credibility as though it matters right off of the bat? It doesn't. It needs to go way further down in the message, and people are still doing this all the time. And so it's this outdated thing that we need to lead with this in order to be credible when really the reality is what people need to put in their messaging is not only the right information, but the language that's going to hit the right emotional marks. Yeah, okay, so hold on. What comes up front? What is it then? I I understand someone putting their credentials there. What do you want to see instead? A connection point. The very first few sentences – need to convey the idea, I understand you. I've done my due diligence. I know what's going on with you and your business. Okay, now give me an example of that. Give me an example of that. Okay. Sure. Okay, uh, I gave so the Cheetos say, example. Go ahead. Okay, so it's, it's November. Let's, let's say in my world I was finance and accounting. Let's say you're prospecting a director of SEC reporting. Because you've done five minutes of legwork, you know that for SEC reporting, they're about to enter the point in the year where they're going to start worrying about their 10K and things are going to get very busy, and they're going to start working very long hours. Leading from a place of, you know, hey, Mr. Hiring Manager, I know you're about to jump into 10K season and probably have about five minutes between sips of coffee that you're reading this, so I'm going to keep it quick. And then the message would 
acknowledge that fact that this person has no time. Don't go on with your drivel about your processes and your database. They don't care. Like you need to prove that you understand what they're going through and come from that place. So, okay, I mean, hold on a second. Let's, hold, on, hold on. Hold well, on. Jerry's still on the line. He places uh, IT uh, developers uh, the con on contract. Okay. Yep. And yep. So okay. So what's he going to say to open up? Because you know he seems to like saying that. You know he I. Well, maybe he could say this, you know, if it's off offbeat. Like, uh, listen, pal, I, I've been in this business since uh, you were in diapers. Okay, could he start off yeah. like that? Uh, I okay. don't like the idea of starting off like that. I think you could put that in the email later on. I think that's a great way to show that you're the real deal. But I wouldn't start off like that. So, How wait, should Jerry, start are, you off? Still, are you still available? Uh, and, for and, and neither would I, by the way, Hannah. <laughs> I'm. Uh, even though Animal might use my name associated with a ridiculous example, I'm smarter than that. <laughs> so, okay, so thank so you, Jerry, Animal, for the for the opportunity. Jerry, what so these IT developers that you, if we're talking candidate side, what's going on with them? Are they in high demand? Are they you know struggling to find good opportunities? Is oh, it easy for them yeah, to tell me always, what's going on? Uh, always. I mean, it's always something. Uh, current case, I'm I'm working with a company that. Uh, it, it took me about a month to get anyone on the phone. The phone is a waste of time. So laying groundwork all around the place, finally I, I was able to get them to acknowledge my existence uh, two days ago, and I have them on the phone with two uh, very qualified candidates. However, what I said was I know that the person that you're looking for is extremely rare. I then listed the history of the software that they're using three generations of ownership ago. This this software has been around for 30 years. It's changed names four times. I've placed yep. people with that software each decade. <laughs> so I said, I'm, yeah. I'm perf perfectly able to help you. And I see these other five agencies are all sharing your same write-up all over the place. Yeah, so no, 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 perfect. They and, call so me and I, they're on the phone with my, my uh, two candidates already. Well, you brought up a great mm -hmm. point, you know, when, when Michael says what else needs to be in that email, you know, you don't lead with this, but anytime people have case studies or testimonials, it boggles my mind how little people use them. Your best salesperson isn't you. Let other people talk about you. Let other people be the reason that a client says, this person knows what they're talking about. So talk about, you, you did it exactly right. Talk about all the people that you've placed with this software skill set. Put a quote of one of your previous clients that you placed somebody like this with at the bottom of your email. Your best salesperson isn't you. you know, you've got to build that stuff into it. Okay. Jerry says, what did you make, 30 calls, did you say? Or how, how many times did you uh, pursue these people, Jerry? Oh, it's been, uh, it's been going on for a month. Okay. How uh, many phone fact, calls did you make? So you were leaving voicemail. Uh, Is that what I'm going to say I've, I've – uh, let me think here. I, not as many phone calls as – a combination of e I've I've texted two different people in there. I've uh -huh. linked in, you know, messaged, connected with, tried to anyway, left a voicemail, emailed, all with pretty much the same message. Uh I know exactly what you guys are trying to do and I can I can help. I've been doing it for thirty years. Okay. I, that's Hena. really all I could all I could say. Hena. I I didn't talk Hena. about Cheetos or Marsha Brady <laughs> or any of that stuff. It was simply very clearly and concisely, I can handle what you guys are doing. And I'm man enough for can. you. 
Okay. Yeah, it would have been great if uh, it was a, a, a woman uh, hiring manager. I'm man enough for you. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Yeah, that's my, yeah, that's yeah. my specialty. Okay, Hannah, Sexism. Hannah, this brings up yes. another question. How, uh, how hard? Now, I, I admire Jerry, what Jerry did, but how long should you pursue someone? Now, there's some people say don't, don't bug people, uh, you know, you don't become a pest. He had to become a pest before he got a response. What's the story there? And let me, let me just interject. Jack Animal, let me just add, I've decided that that is, at the moment, the only way you're ever going to get any new opportunities for new business. I, yeah. I have a hard time getting customers on the phone. People are not interested in meeting new people right now. You have to pound them. And I, that's, that's exactly what I did with this company. It's been yeah, a month. Uh, y- yes and no. Okay, I can't uh, say that I totally agree with that. You're going to have to pound them. If you're, to your own admission just now, sending the same email six times in a row trying to get their attention. Yes, if you're doing that, you're going to have to pound them. I would say if that first email didn't work, switch strategies and try something else in hopes that the next one actually catches their attention. If you do that, hopefully you won't have to pound the, the same people over and over. I would say you got lucky in that they got back to you and they finally recognized your worth, but most of the people I talk to that are pestering the same people, following up on their email five, six times, they get a response, but usually the response is, stop. Like, bug off. Oh, I'm, yeah, you know, clearly. We're not interested. So, I, eh, is that an and let me, let me Let me also clarify, I certainly wasn't copy and pasting the same yeah. email. But can and I, so, can I, I mean, guess just to there clarify. was a just following up in there somewhere? Um, probably not. I think that's uh, fair. I I don't state the obvious when I'm good for mess- you. I really don't. I just don't. That's well. I, well, I I've, appreciate. And you for there that. was no mention of hope you're safe, uh, trying <laughs> times, uh, none of that. I'm unprecedented, unprecedented times. Uh, yeah, I do consider myself somewhat of a gifted uh, wordsmith. Good. So I I do change it up, and I I think that that's really a key to. It, it, Anything that we're doing right now, you, and that's why, you can't that's use the same words. You can't use the words the last people used or the next. It's all, you know. I, I have uh, friends that are candidates or employees at one time or another. They they'll they'll send me their uh, a snapshot of their inbox that they use for their resumes. You know, uh, most of these people don't use their real email address on their resume, so I'll, they'll take a snapshot. It's all the same. Every single. One very few yeah. deviate at all. Ninety percent of all emails to these candidates look exactly the same. Yep, it's you're, laughable. You're right. Yeah, people people really try to be safe and they try to be liked. And I am screaming from the rooftops in this noisy, overcrowded, attention deficit market. Stop worrying about being liked and being safe. Worry about being different. Stand out. That's the only thing that's going to get the needle moving for you, truly. Okay. I'm going to do an ad, okay, for PCRecruiter.net. PC Recruiter is recruiting software, and the thing about it is it's very versatile. You customize it to suit your own workflow. They don't impose anything on you, okay? And if you're too scared of technology to configure it yourself if that word configure makes you shiver they're happy to help you they want to help you if you're a recruiter they love you and big or small they help them all 
from your kitchen table recruiter or you're working in your mom's basement or if you're in a big tower in New York interviewing people without wearing a mask, okay, they will still help you. Check them out, pcrecruiter.net. Why do you keep doing these ads if you never send them a I am going to send them a bill, okay? I'm going to have to discount them. When? Okay. (laughs) No, seriously, when? When? I told you to start bugging me, and I will do it. Uh, No, I I don't need to bug you. Let's let's handle this right now. When are you sending me a bill? As soon as the show's over, okay? As soon as the show's over. Today? Yeah, today. Today, then? Yes. To all of them? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry okay. about that, okay. Hannah. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> Kelly, Didn't mean Talent to steal your Talks. Time. Oh, Kelly Talent Talks is still one of the people who comments on Twitter, and she says, really digging, digging, she's cool, really digging your guest, Hannah Pryor, today. She makes oh. sense and gets it. Okay, there you go. I want to give out uh, a shout-out to Graham Caulfield, the expert, at, at Expert Resume Man. Okay, he's uh, also a regular Twitter follower, he's maybe he's even on the line. He calls in and never says anything. He's got an Australian accent. He's kind of shy about that. Okay, Michael G. Cox, haven't heard from you. Do you want to say anything? Because I think uh, she's probably contradicted you, uh, some of your beliefs. That's my guess. Anything, Michael G. Cox? No, no, I haven't had any problems with what she said at all. What, what okay. belief do you think she contradicted? Well, I, 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 for some reason, I've got the impression that you send those uh, those standard emails. Uh, okay, uh, I might be wrong. Huh. Okay, no, yeah, no, <laughs> probably wrong. Okay, Good. quite Good an accusation, hear. animal. <laughs> That's a slap in the face. It wasn't an accusation. None of us are that okay? stupid. None of us are that stupid. Come on. <laughs> okay. 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 I I, I believe that. Uh, okay. I, I believe that you have to pester people, and you know I, I find it's true. You know, you you call people five times, they get back to you, and they don't like you. But so what? Okay. Uh, yeah. so what what about this? No. What about this, Hannah? If you yeah. um, if people say if you're not pissing people off, you're not doing a good job as a recruiter. What do you what do you say to that? No, I th- well, I think that's extreme. I think if you're going to be that annoying, then find a new job. This is a people yeah. business. It's a service business. But I do agree with this idea of, you know, not worrying about so much about being liked and spending more time on being different. I did hear a saying, maybe this is a more subtle way of saying what you just said, but I like this idea that love me, hate me, there's no money in the middle, right? If you're worried so much about being generic and safe and pleasing everyone, you please no one because no one sees you. So mm-hmm. it's more important to be different and, and rise above the noise than it is to be liked. I don't, I don't think you need to be a jerk, but I don't think you need to spend your entire day trying to make everyone happy because there, I read a statistic, 25% of people aren't going to like you no matter what you say, no matter what you do. So why are you worrying mm-hmm. so much about using language that's going to please everyone on your social media, in your emails? It's not going to happen no matter how, how hard you try. So you may as well spend a little bit of that extra energy trying to come across as different so that you're memorable, you're not forgettable, and you actually have a chance of getting a response. Okay, let me ask you something. Did you just make that up, or did you? is that a quote? Uh, uh, no, it's, I, I read it. I have it written down. I'll give you a source. It was something, one of the marketing um, books I read. Hold on, I'll give you a source on it. Bobby Kennedy. Love me, hate, what was it? Love me, like no, that me? One, no that one, one I heard somewhere. I don't know who, says, who said that I, I want to hear it again. <laughs> Say it again. It's good. Say it again. Love me, hate me, there's no money in the middle. Okay. Do you like that, Jerry? 
Jerry's not maybe gone. Uh, I, no? No, I'm not gone. There's no money in the hate. I'm tired. I'm tired of taking this from you. I'm sitting. I'm involved in this conversation, dude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Here's what. Wait, here's hold what, on. Is the assumption that there is hate? That there is money in the hate side of this as well. No, the assumption is that you need to stand out. The assumption is that there's no money okay. in mediocrity. There's no money in trying to please everyone. Yeah, uh, Michael G. Cox, I'm surprised. She's got to explain that to you. Let them hate you. Let them uh, be uninterested. But the only chance of you of connecting with anybody is if you, you know, do something that might be considered extreme by some and and, uh, a little off base by others. Okay. And then pleasantly you need one of those things. You're not really supposed – don't think too deeply about it. Just – yeah, no, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm right. not saying I liked it. Okay, I liked yeah. it. There's no money yeah. in the middle. Okay. Yeah, there probably is money in the middle. Not, oh, no. not enough what... money. In, there's some. There's a smidge of money in the middle. Is that is that better? Well, how, <laughs> is there a smidge of how money much is eight? too much, Hannah? How much is Wait. enough? Yeah, hold Too on. Much what? You know that you know that song stuck in the middle again. You don't want to be stuck in the middle again. That's a that's a good one for you. You can take it away from the show. Don't get stuck in the middle again. Okay, goes with your other one. Okay, Hannah it's stuck says. Stuck in the middle with you, not okay. not again. Yeah, stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> I was hoping we could just move on and just all chuckle, you know, off to the side here. Come on, animal. Okay. Most people, Henna says, most people in 2020 do not have the patience and attention span for a full and well-thought-out paragraph. Is that depressing? Yeah, sure it is. But we have to be mindful of what connects and converts, and most humans don't speak in long paragraphs. We speak in sound bites. We benefit and connect and convert the most when we write like we talk what does that mean? Short, short sentences, Hannah? Is that what you're saying? Short sentences, short words. I don't know who told recruiters decades ago that the longer the word, the more credible and professional and intelligent you sound. Absolutely false. Every copywriter will tell you that all long paragraphs and unnecessarily large words do is create distance between you and your reader. People have no attention span. They're skimming your email. Make it easy for them to understand what it is you're saying. Stop putting these giant blocks of text and giant words in when a short word will do. It's annoying and it doesn't work. To to quote Iggy Pop, I like (laughs) to keep all of my songs with less than 30 small words. Perfect. Just saw him on a documentary last night. Good for you. Yeah, he's never been a favorite of mine. Okay. Yeah. Interesting guy. But Uh no, he just said that last night. Okay. But Henna, Mm -hmm. before you say something, uh, I I sort of gathered this is kind of a motto of yours: no jargon, no fluff, no stale training decks. Am I right about that? Absolutely. No. There's no. There's no use. There's no point in a in a world that moves as fast as ours does that we are assaulted by distractions, cut to the point. Cut to the point like a laser. Make it interesting, make it intriguing, make people want to read more and get right to it. There's no point in any of this window dressing that we've done for years because it used to be fine. It doesn't work anymore. We don't have the attention span anymore. 
So it's extremely important when to get did they ever, people, you know, people who are young like you, okay, they keep saying anymore. Okay, well, what are you referring to? I told you my, my grandparents were illiterate. They couldn't even read, okay? <laughs> At least one set of them. Uh, people, uh, now you're you're saying, oh, they read long words and long paragraphs. No, they didn't. Okay, just so no, that's clear. No, no, no. But clear. to be fair, to be fair, when they were reading something, they didn't have, you know, their they Facebook notifications popping up over here and their text messages dinging here and their kids doing virtual school upstairs like mine are right now. You know, they didn't have the same thing. They could do one thing at a time. Our 2020 climate is such that you cannot do one thing at a time yeah. anymore. It's okay. very hard. Well, let's, let's agree to disagree on, on that, okay? Sure. Oh, what about emojis? Uh, in moderation. Oh, so they're in okay. In extreme, extreme moderation. <laughs> so, so that sounds like a no, okay? You just don't want to admit it. Am I right about no, that? No, no, it, it can, but I think one, one or two to be friendly or make a point is fine. If you use more than one or two, then you risk sounding like a teenager. So in any sort of professional staffing, one or two, and really, you know, only if it's like to communicate a little bit of emotion or playfulness. I don't want to see like eggplant emojis, you know, like smiley face, yes. Eggplant, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, you and Jerry had a, a little altercation on on uh, Facebook. Uh, Jerry, uh, you mind if I bring did that he? up? We did. I don't even remember. Yeah, I copied oh, it. Oh yes, okay. please remind us, animal. Dickwad. <laughs> oh wow. See, Jerry doesn't. Uh, yeah, doesn't yeah remind us. Going. Yeah. Okay. I don't Jeez. remember any altercation. Are you okay. saying? Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. remember I either. Imagine this woman being wrong about something, but apparently you're saying she was. <laughs> okay. At well, some point. someone I I posted something by a woman who who said negotiation is part of the process for white men. Women are seen oh. as uh as, as you should be grateful for this opportunity since you don't deserve <sighs> any better. And then Jerry, do you want me to read what you said, Jerry? Or I don't have to. Okay. I agree with you, Jerry, by the way. I agree with you. I'm on your side in this, okay? Okay, enlighten us. What did I say that day? Say it. What what was it? Okay, you said in my 30-plus years... In my 30-plus years in working through negotiations for all sexes and genders, my experience is this is entirely BS, okay? And and your whole point was you don't disrespect disrespect women, and and I agree with you, but Henna didn't. She said, I can't say I agree with this. Go ahead, Henna. No, I I completely disagree with it. Women historically and statistically are at a disadvantage when it comes to negotiation. Before you go on, I guarantee you're a thousand percent better at negotiation than me. Are you going to say that you're a typical woman or a very atypical woman? I think I'm a more trained woman around this sort of thing. Therefore, yeah, I have an advantage a hundred percent, but I don't think that's the majority of job seekers. Go ahead. Now go ahead. So you're saying women are not good negotiators. Is that what you're saying? Am I saying that? No, absolutely yeah. not. I think women women are at a disadvantage when it comes to the skill of negotiation. It's a skill. Nobody's born knowing how to negotiate. And nobody comes out of the womb going, okay, you know, five dollars for you, five dollars uh, for me. It's not, it's not how it works. So, uh, but it, in general, uh, in general, statistically, you know, we're already at a disadvantage. We're already in a pay inequity situation. And statistically, right, wrong, or otherwise, 
women don't talk about salary as much as men do with one another. So because of that, negotiation is inherently starting from a skewed place. We don't have the same, you know, level playing field to start from, nor are we given training on how to bridge that gap. So it's always starting from a slightly behind place. I don't know any man that's been given training on that. <laughs> no, I, it's not training. I, but I, I men do, but, but men, men talk don't about talk about more. salary. I've done, men, none of my friends. Yeah. No. Not, not not that I know of. I know. Not, not your friends. I know but that, I'm just telling. I'm giving you research. I'm not talking about your friends. I'm talking about the research. I can only speak. Yeah, to we that. don't believe research well, on this well, show. Okay. We hey, believe animal, our own experience. Animal. We believe animal, our own experience. Do, you, do your friends talk about their salaries? Mine. No. Or Michael G. Cox. Anybody? Does anybody talk about their salaries? I'm just wondering. No, actually, I have, I have a cousin, though, who was an emergency doctor, and he told, told me how he negotiated. He said he made sure he asked for a laptop and a parking place in a downtown hospital, and he made sure they put it in writing. And he, this guy, it's his personality. It's not his training. He is an aggressive person, and they came back when, with the offer. They left that stuff out, and they tried to deny it, but he had it in writing, Okay. That they would they yeah. would give it to him. Yeah. I mean so, you're you're anyway. hitting on this is this is a longer conversation, but you're hitting on exactly that. You know, men historically have been rewarded for being aggressive in conversations like that. Women are historically perceived as, man, this person's being too forward or she's being a bitch or whatever it is. So we can have a much longer conversation about that, but Come we are on, coming Hannah. from a different Hold place. On, to, to, okay. We're yeah. I've been doing of... this for thirty years. This is just not my experience. Jerry, just look at today. Jerry, just look at today. We're telling this woman, I was going to say girl affectionately, from the start, oh, how I'd much we're enjoying her then. company. We're enjoying talking <laughs> yeah. to her. We're not saying you're a That's nobody because you're a woman. Okay, I, I don't know. Right. What's going on? She makes more money than we I do. Appreciate your, I appreciate your kindness. However, where I'm <laughs> coming from is a point of United States okay. Universal Just to make it clear, just to make it clear, that wasn't kindness. It's just ordinary behavior. Okay. But where's, now, where, now, where's this? Can you, Hannah? Yeah. Would you mind pointing pointing us to this data that you're saying? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's evidences. I'll I'm link not, it I'm up not for you on your Facebook the, group. I, Yeah, I'm not talking about this this salary disparity. I'm talking about the data that talks about women in the workplace do not have a command of negotiation, they don't have the training, and they just simply don't negotiate. Absolutely. I'll because point you to the data, and I'll point you to all the, the anecdotal research that supports it. I'm happy to post Great. it for you. Love to see okay, it. Okay, hold on. I'd like to move on, but I, I do want to acknowledge one thing. Uh, I, I acknowledge historically, and maybe in some regions, but I don't know if it's in my city, uh, women uh, have been profoundly disrespected and, and, and not given credit for who they are, okay, uh, and, and subservient, you know, press. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. all in with that, okay? Your, uh, really. your virtue signaling is duly noted, animal. No, no, we I got just you. want to acknowledge we, it's, it's we a truth. Saw that. It is a truth. Let's, it's a let truth, the record but reflect it's a for animal you know, recognize. Wait a second. She keeps saying it's 2020, and I agree. It's 2020. Uh, <laughs> I don't see. I don't hey, see I, it I, any right. people on this show, and I don't. I don't know if we're a select few. Uh, you know, maybe we are. Okay, so the United States and North the, America. It's a big place. Uh, yeah, maybe different regions are different, but uh, I just don't. Now see listen, it. I'm thrilled to know you guys have not seen that play out in your own circles. That's wonderful. 
just know that your experience is not the universal experience, as is my experience is not the universal experience. We can talk anecdotally about our circles all day. I'm just telling you what the research says, which I'm happy to okay. share with you. Okay, got to do one more ad, okay, for Hire okay. Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. It is a super-duper sourcing tool. You know what? There's lots of sourcing tools now, okay? It's, it's the latest thing. But on Facebook, whenever there's a discussion of sourcing tools, all the top recruiters, the famous recruiters that we all respect and sourcers, they all include Hire Tool among the greatest, among the best sourcing tools. In fact, they rave about it, okay? Uh, for the contact information that it can bring you, the, the time it saves, and its ability to dig up a list of candidates for you. T-U-A-L, HireTool.com. Uh, I was going to ask you about uh, tools that you use, uh, but we, we won't accept that. But uh, one thing I wanted to get, you save it for a recruiter, a website. Uh, sorry, you know what? I, I have to apologize to everybody. I, I think I, I sort of derailed the conversation by going off into that, uh, uh, you know, that, that woman. Yeah, I didn't uh, like uh, that because, because what you did was you, you threw in the middle of a fantastic conversation that Hannah and I had had some argument. There was no <laughs> argument in the past. So strictly for shock value, I didn't you brought that up. And I, I think okay. that you should – Nope, nope. After this, after this episode is over, take a few minutes and ask yourself, what was the value in that? What, yeah. Why <laughs> did you rekindle that argument? Uh-huh. Where, did, where did that get us? Well, okay. I think there were, you know what? I just I think it might have been the wrong place for it. I think I think it is a, uh, an interesting discussion. So let's move on though. I want to get to something else. Uh, Hannah believes. Could you have just brought up the subject without saying, "Hey, Remember, you guys argued about this. I mean, <laughs> Hannah, would he have been able to do that, or did 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 bringing that recent Listen, conversation it's, up did that end validity? It's your show. It's your show. I still have love for you both. So okay, it's okay. Look, stress. Okay, okay, okay. Look, okay. We're talking here about personalizing everything. It's more important. It it strikes. It's got more more punch if it's personalized. Okay, you guys had a discussion a few weeks ago. Let me move on. Uh, you believe, Henna, it seems to me, that uh, having a good website for a recruiter is very important. Uh, am I right about that? Uh, yes and no. I mean, where, what leads you to believe that I have a strong stake around that? Okay, because you recommended uh, – here's what you said. Everybody uh, – you said uh, you referred to uh, Jack Copeland at Staffing Future. They specialize in web design for recruiting and staffing. Then you followed it up. You say, everyone I know who has used them has definitely gotten, gotten business from the upgrades that they provide. Yeah, I believe, okay. I believe the thread that it was on was somebody asking for web recommendations. <laughs> so that okay, was the, but what you said the nature is of that. that, that yeah, somebody redesigned their website, and it brought yes. in business. So that means yes. to me that websites can be important. Are you going to say sure. no? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I won't, I won't argue that. I think what, what's most important at this point in time is one's digital footprint. So whether that's through a well-done website, whether it's a really intentional and dialed-in LinkedIn profile, a really well-written executive bio, uh, yes, I definitely f- 
firmly and vehemently believe in the power of a strong digital footprint in this climate, and especially going into 2021. Whether that's a really well-designed website is sort of up to somebody's budget and their situation, but uh-huh. I think if it's all and done so hold correctly, on. I'll just it add be to very that, though. I See, I find this interesting. You said that the website these guys provide is more like a true engagement funnel platform versus just a landing page. So what does that mean, an engagement funnel platform? So in marketing, a funnel is essentially that you're, you know, capturing a lead through, you know, maybe it's a freebie or some sort of other lead generation tool, and then they build in an automated process to nurture that person. So there could be some sequences or there could be some other opt-ins, things like that. I'm, I'm not a web design person, so I don't want to speak out of my playing field, but my understanding is that the way they do it is, you know, very modern, very well done, very engaging, and the returns are there on it. I, what I know and what I'm comfortable speaking to is just one's digital footprint when it comes to the messaging Okay, so let's marketing, shift. But. So hold on. I just found, I found it interesting what you, what yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think they do it and well. So, I just don't want to do it injustice because I don't really know the oh, nuances of it. Okay. And so what, what though are, uh, uh, the, what, what kind of digital, what, what activities do you recommend in order to create uh, the kind of digital uh, footprint that you're talking about and what would the results uh, be? Yeah, so what's absolutely mission critical in 2020 and beyond is having a really locked up digital bio. So I don't want to give one way of doing it because I think it depends on the industry. If you're in a professional industry, LinkedIn, your profile should be really locked up. You know, if there's a a company where your website What does locked up mean? What does locked up mean? Okay, filled out. I'll tell you. Yeah, locked up means, and I teach this in my training, but a locked up LinkedIn bio is not a regurgitation of your skills. A really well-written bio is about you, but from the point of view of your prospect. It's a sales tool. It's a quiet, subtle sales tool. So a really good bio will tell somebody what it means to work with you, why they should trust you, why you should be part of their, you know, network, why you should be in partnership, but it's written using the point of view of the prospect. It's using the voice of customer. It's using what they're looking for. You know, everybody's in the back of their mind thinking, what's in it for me? And we should be keeping that in mind while we're writing our bio. Okay, can you give us an example? Or you could either make it up. You talked with Jerry a bit about his business. Maybe you could speculate what that would look like. Or uh, Mm -hmm. maybe... Yeah, but here's my issue with 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 what you just said. I want to you know, lots of these people on their Twitter bios and their LinkedIn bios. It just seems like pure bragging, and that turns me off. Okay, so what are sure. you talking about? Okay, I mean, so, you're, you're, oh, so yeah, hold on. Do you like people are saying I'm a thought leader, I'm a visionary? Come yeah. on, go, nah, go that, ahead. That, that that stuff is you know if you have a quote where somebody else says, you know. Michael is a visionary, and da, 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 then fine, share the quote that somebody Recruiting else said. animal. Yeah. How many times do I have to tell you in one show, okay? Go ahead, please. Okay. There Michael is, no is a recruiting animal. Get it, you, you're allowed to call yourself that. That's not pretentious. But, no, what I, what I mean is, you know, <laughs> yes, there's a place for your credibility. People need, need to know that you're credible. So if you have awards and accolades and testimonials, share them for sure. I'm not saying not to do that. But when I say, you know, write your bio about you, but from the point of view of your prospects, how can you make a connection inside of your bio? I'll give you an example. I started my career in the big four in public accounting, so I got recruited like hell. I got calls from recruiters all the time. So something that I might write would be, you know, I used to hate being recruited, but I love being a recruiter. 
and I'll explain why. You know, this is what I hated, and when I entered the industry, this is how I said I would do it differently. It's a story. It's like a little bit of storytelling. That's, it is about me. It's about how I got into the industry, but it's also telling the prospects something they want to know, which is this is why working with this person – is different, or this is what they stand for, or this is what they're so, about. You, you so have an interesting you, that that I that gripped me right away. What you just told us, but not everybody's got it. Sounds to me like a, a good story. They just fell into these jobs. No, a, no, a, but a there's a, a bunch of different story styles you can use. So if you don't have a compelling or an inspiring story for how you got into the industry, there's other styles. I teach it's literally an entire lesson in my training about different ways to write a compelling bio, even if you have no story. There's other ways that you can draw story into what you're doing even if you don't have a great backstory. Okay. So, you know what, let's go, we're almost done, but let's, let's explore that story for a second. So people were, sure. you were a, 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 an accountant of some sort. Is that what you just told us? Yep. And people yep. were, were recruiting you and you didn't like the way they were recruiting you. And so you said, no, I'm going to do this. Oh, what was it that you hated? What, what was it you, you hated and that you, you do differently? Yeah. Well, I think all the things we've talked about, right. It was impersonal. It was clear that I was one of, you know, 10,000 people on a blast. Now, again, I'm not suggesting that everything is sent one-to-one. You know, nobody has time for that. But a really well-written sales message, even if it's being sent in a blast, feels like it was written just for you. And there was too many times where I would get messages or phone calls that were clearly like this person didn't even take two seconds to look at my LinkedIn profile or to know what I did or to say anything that could make me feel like, they understood me, and that drove me nuts. It also, you know, the presumptuous, I have a job that would be a great fit for you. You literally never talked to me. How do you know it would be a great fit? How do you even know that's something I would enjoy? You know, so presumptuous, zero personalization, you know, that was an immediate delete for me, and that's something that I vowed to never do. I vowed to always make sure that some element of my reach out, whether it was phone or email, had a personalized component. I never made assumptions about what people wanted next. I think that's ridiculous. You know, and, and I, I hung my hat on that for a decade and a half, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you did it for a decade and a half, you're older than I thought. Uh, <laughs> and how can, people get, how can people get in touch with you again? Give us your new uh, – I'll spell your name for them, but give us your new URL, okay? That's, when's that going to be active? Yeah, it's recruiterscopyclinic.com. It's, it's in development. I, had, I, I did it myself, frankly, and there's been so much traction and so much interest in it that I haven't – you know, been happy with my own little DIY, so I have it outsourced now to an actual professional web designer, but it'll be recruiterscopyclinic.com. The best way to get in touch with me and to get more information is just find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only Hannah Pryor. Got a nice little blue top on. You can find me pretty easily, so just link up with me there. Shoot me a message. I'd be happy to chat with anyone. And Okay. Uh, uh, you know, let me spell your name. H-E-N-N-A, first name, yep. second name, P-R-Y-O-R. I've enjoyed yep. having you in the show. I hope you come back sometime. Okay, Thanks. Hannah. It was fun. You guys are nice, but I love it. Michael G. Cox. Are, are you? Thank you. Are you